Hello and welcome to the Corporate Escapist TV show. I'm your host, Christine Innes, and I'm really excited to welcome a very special guest, Kim, today. And I know that we are going to have an incredible conversation and I can't wait to share with you all about authenticity. So let me just tell you a little bit about Kim. She is an amazing business owner. She owns Sprout Enablement, which actually helps her clients develop skills in sales, marketing, communication, and leadership, which I absolutely love because I think they, they all go perfectly together. And she's about to publish her very first book, which is called Selling with Heart and Growing Your Business with Authenticity and Heart. So welcome, Kim. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Christine. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah. I absolutely love the title of your book because um, I really want to have a conversation about being authentic, which is probably one of the things that I realized, especially with leaving the corporate world, that I was probably showing up as two different people. Um, and I've had to really you know, peel back the layers and remove all of the masks and labels on myself to actually show up and be my true authentic self. How important do you think that it is, especially as being a business owner, to really be authentic, to show up so that people know who you are um, within your business? Yeah, look, it's interesting you should say that in the corporate, you know, when you were in corporate, you, you felt that you were showing up as two different people and I was nodding there because I'm just thinking back to my time in corporate as well, where at the time I didn't think there was anything uh, you know, that that was what you did. Um, and, but now I'm out of that and I've stepped back and I've really peeled back those layers. It's like, oh my God, where have I been all my life? Um, you know, why, why was it that in corporate I felt sometimes um, very uncomfortable and unnatural? And, you know, over the years I did a lot of training courses because they were always trying to develop you in a certain way to be a certain, you know, be a, to, to have different strengths and, and behaviors and, and you know what you can always learn those things but at the end of the day you'd sort of leave the office and you would just go home and go oh my god why am I so exhausted why am I feeling so I don't know cheated um why do I feel like such an imposter mm. uh, it wasn't until you know I took myself out of that and that I've stripped back my own layers to first I had to discover who I really was before I could create my business because you know as you know and and I'm sure lots of people um, watching here today know that you know when times get tough you always revert back to who you are naturally and authentically and so once you discover who that is you'll know how to uh, work within that realm um, because when you're doing something that is not really authentic and not really you number one you have to have a really good memory because you have to remember, mm -hmm. how am I meant to be in this situation? Um, how should I act? Um, you know, what sort of person are they? And, and how should I sort of relate to them? So it's easier. I think it's really much easier to be authentic and so much less exhausting. So that's what's most... Look, I think there's a lot more to it than that. And I think it comes down to... Um, you know, it's a really busy competitive world and you know in business we're not just competing in Australia now we're competing globally it, we're all competing globally and so how is it that you stand out when you may be offering a service or a product just like everybody else um, how do you then differentiate yourself and it's it's easy it's it's you and how you deliver that um, or what value you add or what insights and what thought leadership you provide 
that layers on top of what it is you're selling. I really love that because I, I mean, I was in a lot of leadership roles in my corporate, um, you know, life and um, it seems so distant sometimes now when I, you know, try to think back. But I think especially like in leadership too is that we are, and it's very much like you try to fit you into this one little sort of row of how your leaders should actually be. But leadership and it, it really can be quite varied and it does come back down to personalities and, you know, we're all so unique and we all communicate differently. We all interact differently. Um, so do you think that also in while you're in the corporate role, that is there some way that people can actually go, you know what, well, this is how I am. This is how I communicate. This is how I lead my team you know, to really give them some sort of, I guess, like a solid foundation for them to be able to take that and own it and run with it? I'm so glad you asked that question because that's absolutely near and dear to my heart. Um, I am, I'm a certified Myers-Briggs practitioner. And for those who may not know much about Myers-Briggs, it's, a, it's an assessment uh, to determine your core innate personality type now some people may have heard of disc and disc measures and, and analyzes behaviors and it's very very well used in the workplace Myers-Briggs is as well in fact it's one of the most highly used um, psychosymmetric uh, tests in the world so Myers-Briggs looks at well you were born with a personality that's your DNA that's how you are authentically and naturally so when times get tough as I mentioned before you always revert back to what your what your innate personality is. So about five or six years ago uh, in, in my role as a sales enablement leader, I was trained in Myers-Briggs and, and I had done the assessment myself before, but when I trained on it and really understood it, I'm like, oh my God, this, it was a game changer for me. It was, well, that, that's why when I'm in that certain particular situation that's why it feels so uncomfortable for me because I naturally look at things this way I don't look at things that way mm. um, and I started to use that with the teams that I was working with particularly in the sales and leadership area to for them to understand how they naturally react to situations how they naturally communicate as you say but more importantly understanding how the rest of the people that they um, work with or have working for them how they naturally what to be communicated with, how they naturally made decisions, how they naturally process information. Um, and, you know, the, the, the classic thing of introvert, extrovert, and I'll come back to that in a minute. And I remember I had a guy in my team and we were working through a workshop and we we're working through learning what their personality types were. And he was an identical twin and he was a sales guy and he was a, a pretty, a bit of a stereotypical sales guy who's pretty out there, thought it was pretty funny and very lively and he said oh my god he said is that why people don't laugh at my jokes because not everybody's like me and I'm like ah there you go that was just a bit of a classic case but um what that really said to me was if we all really take a step back and understand as you said we are all different we are all unique um Myers-Briggs does give people a four-letter type and there are 16 different types but there's a whole bunch of behavioral facets behind that but what it does is that it says well okay and I know I'm an introvert 
Now, an introvert doesn't mean I'm shy and quiet. And on the flip side, an extrovert doesn't necessarily mean you are loud mm. and talkative and annoying. It is just the way you um, recharge your energy. An introvert gets their energy from within. An extrovert gets their energy from external. So I can remember coming home to my husband and saying, well, you know, he said, well, what are you? I said, well, I'm an introvert. He says, no way. He says, that assessment is wrong. He says, no way you're an introvert. He says, you're always out there talking to people and networking and present, pre presenting and selling and all the rest. I said, yeah, absolutely. They're great things that I can do. But when I come home, I like to take time alone and I like to recharge my energy internally. Mm. And now he understands that. He now doesn't think I'm just escaping from him <laughs> at the end of the day. There's a flip side. There's a, there's a whole, I mean, we could talk for hours about this stuff, but mm. coming back to, you, you know, your thought about authenticity and leadership. I had um, a manager one time, um, probably the worst example of managers I've had leading me um, as my director. And I had made a comment about something he did that really didn't feel right to myself and the rest of the team. And he really got quite a defensive and retaliated. He says, well, I don't like it when you sit there quietly on your computer um, when there's a problem, you know, in the business. And I said, okay. And I actually took a step back and I said, well, actually, when I'm sitting quietly in the corner on my computer, I'm actually trying to solve the problem and work through it systematically and methodically. Mm. And I do come up with a solution. And he sort of said, oh, well, you don't tell anybody what you're doing. And I thought, okay, I can learn to do that. But the reason I don't tell everybody what I'm doing is because I like to tell everybody that the problem has been solved, not, hey, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. So classic example where I'm an introvert, he was an extrovert, he expected me to be verbalising stuff, mm. whereas I really expected him to just take a moment and just think about what we're working through. So if we'd known more about each other's personalities, we would have been so much more tolerant of each mm. other. And in a team environment, particularly when you're leading a team, it's really, um, you know, it's really good for business and collaboration to have different types of people within your team. So some people like details, some people like big picture. Some people like facts and figures. Some people like illustrations. So all those sorts of things merging together. Whereas if you had a whole team of salespeople, which is, you know, where I've really spent most of my time, if all my salespeople were extroverts and all they did was talk all day and they had customers who were introverts, their customers would get pretty tired of them very, very easily. So a mixture of people in a team um, it's really, really important because they're dealing with clients. Not all clients are one type or the mm. other. Um, learning to be really tolerant and really learning to um, be mindful of, uh, you know, how you're dealing with each other and particularly your clients um, is really, really important. And so, you know, when I'm working with my clients and my business people, I first of all, uh, help them understand who they are so that they know that, okay, well, my strength is not in talking on the phone. My strength is in writing. Okay, 
well, let's really focus on how you write so that you can get the best mm. from that natural ability and that authenticity in yourself. Yeah. I think it's... So like, that was a bit of a long answer. No, 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 that's okay. I think it's actually really powerful because, I mean, in my time, you know, and I worked in multiple different industries as well. So I... I I also thought that, you know, the different industries also reflected, you know, the different type of leadership style that you needed to actually have as well. Um, and it's particularly if you go into more of a sort of masculine type industry, like it, it's very much, well, you have to be accountable for what you're doing. Like, you know, they don't like a lot of chit chat, you know, like it's just email and all that sort of stuff. Whereas I'm more of a verbal communicator. So of course that I realized that then obviously, um, you know, there was obviously a disconnect there because I like to go in and just say, hey, this is what's happening, you know, with it. Whereas I used to always struggle, you know, writing things down in email and um, I got to a point where I had to dot point things because, you know, putting the sentence together, I'm like, going, oh my God, was uh, does that really make sense to the other person? Because it makes sense to me, but it may not to them. But I think also too that when you go into business and you know, once you come out of corporate and you decide to go into business, you're going to have still multiple different people that you're going to interact with throughout the day. And that could be, you know, somebody who's doing your website, it could be your clients, you know, it could be your admin people, but you really do need to understand, first of all, who you are and be really true and authentic so that you can actually voice your business and business projection of what you want to, you know, achieve to all the other people that you bring in. So I think like if you are in leadership and then going into business, you still have to be able to have those authentic communication, you know, situations, but, you know, really know where your business is and where you want it to drive so you can effectively communicate. So I think there's always some people go, oh, well, I don't need to use the leadership skills because I just work for myself. And I sort of try to let people know, well, yes, you work for yourself, but you have a team around you and you may not be, you know, paying their wages, but you're employing people to do different tasks for it. So you need to be able to really communicate what you want and where your business is and, you know, what you desire for it. Because I think a lot of people lose that in conversation. Do you, do you get that sort of feeling as well? Like when they're trying to talk about their vision with it but they're being too structured and not speaking from the heart and not to let people actually feel what they want the end user to you know reciprocate yes so let me just go back one step before we get to exactly answer that um something you said there about taking those leadership skills from corporate and bringing that into your into your own business Let's just think about leadership itself. Now, we often think about leadership or leaders as being people top of the hierarchy who have a whole bunch of people underneath them. So that's your classic corporate leadership mm -hmm. scenario. But leaders are leaders. We talk about, you know, you could be the leader of your household, the leader of your community, the leader of your team, your sporting team. You could be the leader in your industry. You could be the leader in your um, in your you know, any sort of social club. It could be the leader in your own little group of friends. Mm. They're not people that report to you. you know, mm. As you're saying, you know, with your business, you are leading um, people to a common goal. Uh, they don't necessarily report to you. They don't necessarily, nothing's, there's no accountability, but the whole 
concept of leadership is to help people see the vision mm. and to enable them to work towards that vision with you. Mm. And so I think that's a really good point about when it's your business that I think about, you know, and I've had to build, well, I've built, not me personally, but I've had two websites built. Um, and, you know, I'm sort of, as things have grown in my business, I'm now, as you said, starting to need some external help to, you know, free up my time so I can be in my business instead of just continually working on the business. And what I do in terms of leading that is I first of all help those people understand a little bit about me um, so that they know, well, number one, yes, explain my vision, but understand how I work so that we can work together in the best way possible. So for example, I know I'm a detail person. I'm an impatient person, but I'm very detailed. I love the detail. So when I go to my, the website designer, he, I said, well, can you build a website? Yes. What's it going to cost? X. I'm like, okay, tell me exactly how you do that. And he's like, oh, you know, you give me the input and I'll just make it happen. I'm like, no, no, no. Help me understand it so that I can help direct the right information to you to get the best end result. Now, that's how I work. There are other people that just say, great, here's my content, you go build it, I don't need to know the details. Mm. So when you are in your business and you've got customers as well, so your clients will say, um, I want to achieve X, Y, or Z, and you say, great, this is, this is my program, uh, this is how much it costs, and some people will say, great, other people like me will say, can you break that down for me? Can you give me timelines? Um, so I think that's really important is if you know that yourself first, then then you know how to get the best from your team. Mm. Um, and if I go back to corporate, it wasn't just my sales teams that we did this sort of work with. The leaders were the first people to really get to know themselves. Because if you've got a CEO, like you are of your business, you're the CEO. If you have, if everybody around you is detail oriented, um, but you're not, you may get very frustrated with that. Um, vice versa, if, if, if you're detailed as well, who's going to look at the big vision? Um, who's going to get the overall picture of what you're trying to achieve? So there's just sort of so much around all of that, but it all starts with you. Mm. It's just finding out who you are. And, you know, you don't have to do a Myers-Briggs test to do that. There's lots of other ways of doing that or just simply working with someone um, and... You know, coaching is really, really important to a new business owner because if you're in corporate, you've got your manager and their manager and you've got your KPIs and you've got all of those things that you know um, that that's your accountability. And you've got people and you've got feedback and you've got the HR department and the training department and all these, this support structure wrapped around you that when you all of a sudden are out on your own, your network, your family, your friends, uh, your business network, but if it's someone who is there specifically, who has your best interest at heart and helps you with all the things that you need to drive that accountability, and it's like it's feedback, it's your mirror. Mm. And that's what helps you to really find out, you know, who you are um, and for you to say, well, you know, I'm doing these things, but it's not feeling comfortable. I wonder why. And then you get that feedback. It's because, you know, you, you're trying too hard or it's, it doesn't feel natural or you you need new skills or whatever it might be. 
So feedback is, is a bit of a, um, something that I really encourage people to seek and take on board. And it's really uncomfortable. It's really, really hard to, um, well, let's go back to corporate. When you'd have your performance review, mm-hmm. <laughs> what does everybody think? Everyone goes, oh, my God, I've got my performance review. And they, they're stressed and they can't eat and they get really, really nervous because they think they're going to be in trouble. Mm. But having been a leader myself, it's the furthest thing from the truth. You actually want to have a performance review with someone because you want to tell them what they're doing well and where else that they can focus their time. Mm. And so if we flip that to being in a business, you need, you need some form of performance review or a pulse on how your business is going. Yeah. And I think it's very difficult because, you know, um, I've even noticed like with myself that, you know, there's been moments where I'm like going, yeah, I've got this. Or I will talk to, you know, let's just say I'll talk to my family about my business. But the other thing is that we have to remember is, and somebody pointed out to me like going, I say, well, my family just don't get it. They, they don't understand. <laughs> and, and I'm like going, what, what, what do I need to do? If they don't get it, then how are other people going to get it? But they're like going, but they're not your ideal client. And it just mm. all perfectly made sense that I'm not talking to, you know, it's not that they don't support me. They don't, you know, want to support, you know, like they go on and they watch my videos. They, you know, they give me the personal feedback. But when you're in business, you need to find people who are, I guess, in a similar situation or have been where you've been so that they can give you the feedback. So, you know, you get the relatable feedback, but also too, like you need to find that tribe. You need to find that, you know, hub where you are going to go, they get me, they understand me. We talk in the same language because there's your corporate language, but then there's also business language and they are completely, there should be a new dictionary just for, you know, being in business because I, I don't know that there's stuff that I, you know, return on investment, for example, you know, you talk about it a little bit in corporate, but when you talk about it for you as a business owner, there's return on investment, oh, I'm getting a little tongue tied now, return on investment for your business. But then there's also your personal development growth as well, which is just as important when you're a business owner. So I think that, you know, the whole leadership stuff and, you know, where you're talking about is really, you know, coming from being authentic and, you know, speaking from the heart is so essential because you are the hub of your business and you're going to be drawing in so many different people that you need to be able to effectively communicate, you know, your vision, you need to effectively communicate what you want done you know, talk about deadlines, like all this sort of stuff. But if they're not on board and they don't understand it, then maybe they're just not the right people to work with or they might not be the right people to come on board with. And, you know, sometimes we go, oh, but, you know, they said they can do it. But what I've learned myself is that you can be aligned, you know, and people will get it and people won't get it. And that's okay. And if they don't get it, move on thank you, you know, um, I'll go find who is going to understand. Yeah, I think um, communicating a vision is a really uh, important thing because when I started my business, I didn't, I didn't wake up one day and say, I want to start a business. It just sort of happened because out of corporate, 
you have all this skill, all of this knowledge, all of this experience. You can't just push it aside and say, well, that, that was before. This is now. I'm doing something completely different. And I was quite prepared to do something completely different, but I'm like, you know what? No, no, no. I loved doing what I did, but I was doing it for somebody else. Mm. Now I want to do it and I want to help people. And if you ask anybody, absolutely anybody on this planet, why they start their business, the number one thing they'll say is to help people. And so, okay, we all, want, we all know we want to help people. We all know we want to take our skills and our knowledge and our, our, uh, our superpowers, as I call them. I like to call it superpowers. Uh, we want to put that to good use. That's what we were put on earth to do. That was our purpose. That's our why. Is that we were put on this earth to do something, whether it's be a parent, be a good um, be a movie star, be a, a, a good soccer player, whatever it is. Um, and so when I started, it's, I didn't have this wake up and have this grand vision. It sort of evolved. But as I evolved and I started to work with some wonderful clients, I'm like, oh, this feels so good. And I even find it hard to charge money for it because it's just like, I just naturally do this. I just want to help. I, I, I work with women in business and, you know, it's a, it can be something that's very simple as their elevator pitch mm. and helping them to articulate their vision, their purpose, their why, so that they can attract clients to them. Mm. Um, and so we all want to help people. And, and you know, that's like I, I work with, you know, when a woman business comes to me and says, you know, I need some help or I hear them talking about their business and I'm like, oh, look, you're a wonderful beautician. I'm like, why do you do this? I don't think you do this because you like plucking things out of people. She says, no. I said, well, why do you do what you do? She says, she'll say something like, I love to transform people's lives. And I'm like, yes, hallelujah. All right, let's talk about how you communicate that to attract your ideal clients because yes you can niche yourself right down as we need to do in business <clears throat> to find who is our perfect client who's our avatar what does she look like how old is she where does she hang out and all that great stuff that we know we need to do <clears throat> excuse me in business um, but when you find who that person is and you find out exactly what you can do for them all of a sudden everybody else wants that as well <clears throat> and so that's where your you know, your real um, clear, um, you know, clearly being able to articulate <clears throat> what does come from your heart and why you are doing what you do mm. is something that people want. And that's why when I looked at, you know, writing the book about selling with heart and building a business with authenticity and trust, that, you know, it's not about selling, actually. <laughs> um, people say to me, hang on, but your, your expertise is selling and helping people to sell. I'm like, yeah. Ultimately, I want people's business to grow. And if I can do that by not selling, that's even better. Yeah. Because we're all a bit tarnished by, unfortunately, some of the stereotypes that perhaps Hollywood has perpetuated for us around what a salesperson is meant to be like. Mm. That certainly the women I work with, and, and, and I spent... 20 odd years not wanting to be like that myself they don't want to be like that mm. I'm like, well, you, you actually don't have to and, and and here's the reason why because if you really do look down in you know into your heart and mm. find out the purpose and your reason and, and why you are yeah. in that particular business yeah and look we, we're all in business to make money look that's a given that's just an outcome of being in business but we actually there's there's a whole lot more to it 
um, behind why we, we do what we do. Yeah. But the main thing is we, and I'll, I'll quote Simon Sinek when he does, if anyone's ever seen his golden circles, he says, really, we all know what we do and most of us know how we do it. But do, any, do, do we all know why we do what we do? And most importantly, why should anybody else care about that? And if you can nail that in your business, it's going to drive your marketing. It's going to drive everything um, around how you attract the clients to you um, so that they um, you know, get the benefit of your purpose and your why. Yeah. I find a lot of, um, you know, it was a, probably one of the biggest things for me is like to go back, what was my why? And I think also too, it's good for people because I had this conversation just this morning saying that, you know, it also helps us when we lose a little bit of motivation as well is to go back, you know, to what the reason is to why we started the business in the first place to go back. So with your book, um, you know, coming out, who do you like, who needs to buy this? Like who are the people that, you know, should be going, this is something that I need because it's going to help me in my business, but it's also going to allow me to attract, you know, more and more clients authentically. And, you know, again, it's without that icky sort of selling sort of point that we, you know, that we feel sometimes. Yeah. That, yeah. Good point. And icky is a word that I use a lot because we hate feeling icky mm -hmm. salesy. Um, Look, it's the, the book is for anybody who has ever thought, oh, I just can't sell. I just don't want to make someone buy something that they don't want. Mm. And we shouldn't be in the business of selling anything if that's how we feel. But it's how I actually have felt at many different times throughout my career. And I've worked for a couple of, you know, a few different um, IT companies. And I'm selling, I was selling someone else's product. So I had to really love and be passionate and really understand my product to be able to present it to my customer. Uh, and I was working with guys, and I'll say guys because mainly, mainly were men, who would come, would walk in and say, well, I sold them everything because I wouldn't let them say no. I'm like, oh, God, well... Maybe my sales figures aren't as high as yours because I can't do that. Mm. Uh, but what I could do is I had long-term relationships. I had testimonials. I had, or some of them became, some customers became friends. Uh, I had longevity with my customer and uh, my team. <clears throat> so the book is for anybody who has felt uncomfortable about selling. And in particular, if now they have their own business, and it relies on them selling. Mm. They may not have had years of training like I have. They may not have had the self-development, the leadership training, all those programs and courses and all those amazing things that I've had to help me develop in my career. They may not have had the opportunity to have all those sorts of things. So I've tried to capture things that I've learnt and put into place, um, or the lessons I've learnt from that, to provide to someone so that they have a bit of a guide to say, well, here's a best practice. Mm. Uh, you know, I should promote myself in my business. Um, I should have LinkedIn. I should um, uh, always talk to, uh, think about my customer first. Or here are the types of questions I should ask. And it's for anybody who's ever felt really uncomfortable to ask for the order to close the sale because that's the first question I get asked. Oh, Kim? I just need your help to, to close the sale. Mm. 
I'm like, well, if you have to close the sale, then you actually haven't done anything up until that point to help your customer understand why they should work with you or buy yeah. from you. So I like to call it flipping it on its head because, yeah, at the end of the day, if you're having to try and think now, how am I going to get them to sign this order? Well, then everything you've done up to that point obviously hasn't worked well enough. Absolutely. Um, So, look, it it could very well help someone who's still in a corporate role or or when I say corporate, anyone who's in a sales role Mm. still working for someone else. And perhaps what they've been trained to do is to sell a particular product. You do this, you ask this, you say this, here's your script, blah, 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 blah. It's for someone that says, you know what, I need to put more of me into the sale. How do I personalise what I'm being asked to do? And I know that there are companies that have processes that work, but they work even better when they sound natural and authentic. So I've got sort of two sides to the coin. It's someone who's in a sales role who needs that extra personal help that's outside of a sales methodology or it's for a business owner who um, is now relying on selling and they've perhaps never done it before. Yeah, I absolutely love it. So when will the book be launched so people can get a copy of it? (laughs) Thank you for asking. (laughs) I had a conversation with my... uh, publisher this morning and we were talking about some strategies around the processes that it has to go through so the book's finished and we've edited but there's actually quite a technical process that has to go (laughs) through and then of course there's printing and um, we can print locally or we can print in China if we print in China it takes longer to be delivered Um, so I was really really hoping to launch it in February next year sort of at the beginning of the work year so that people can use it um, as a way to help uh, set their goals for the year. It's probably going to be more like early March. And I'm sort of, maybe this is a bit of a a spoiler alert, I'm hoping to tie that in with International Women's Day or or the celebrations for that Mm. week. So that's sort of my thoughts and don't hold me to that, but I think that will actually really add a little bit of extra um, zing to, um, to, to how I launched the book. Absolutely. And it will be available. So I will have a pre-sale before the physical launch, though, so people will be able to find that uh, through my website and my, yeah. my socials. Yeah, and we're going to have all the details below so people will be able to keep in contact um, and get updates um, when this book is going to be launched because I think this is really essential for for anybody in business, you know, because, you know, it is just about removing all of those extra layers and just really coming up and showing um, who you are so that people, you know, get to know you and, as you said, it gets rid of, you know, what I said, like the icky sort of sales feeling because they really know you, they they trust you, but they also are sort of falling in love with what you've got to offer and the transformation that you can offer them as well. So um, I just want to say a big thank you for coming on today because I really think this is just a really great conversation that people need to know that whether you're in corporate and in sort of that leadership role, you know, how you can be really authentic, but especially when you're in business, how you can show up as yourself and, you know, really allow yourself stuff to shine because you know you are the business you are the brand and you know people want to know more about you and we need to really start owning that and really just sort of going 
you know, shouting from the rooftops, you know, about how amazing we really are as business owners, because it takes a lot of courage um, and determination. And there's a lot of things that happen. It's not an easy, easy ride being a business owner. So, you know, everyone should be, you know, really proud and, you know, congratulate themselves Absolutely. when they actually start a business. So thank you so much for coming on today. Um, it's been a wonderful conversation and um, we'll definitely have you back and we can, you know, carry on from this conversation as well. Oh, that'd be wonderful. And I, I really appreciate the time today and thanks everybody for watching. And, you know, it takes courage to be yourself. It takes mm -hmm. courage to be vulnerable. And um, if anyone's ever heard of Brene Brown, if, mm -hmm. if you follow some of uh, what she says, uh, you know, it really is, you know, you do have to strip back the layers, but certainly as women in business, it's okay to talk about yourself. You know, it's really, you know, it's perhaps not the way that a lot of us were brought up, but you are absolutely able to uncover your superpowers and to sing your praises. Um, and because you are all very, very valuable in this world. And that's what we were put on the earth uh, to do. And that is to help each other um, to live our best life. My teenage daughter says it to me all the time. Mum, it's all about living your best life. And I'm like, yes, go girl. I love it. Yeah, that's my tagline. Like, you live your best life because seriously, yes, you know, yes. you, you need to, um, you know. Um, so, yeah, you, you speak my language, which I absolutely love. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just wonderful. Yeah. And thank you so much. I want to thank everyone for joining in for this episode of the Corporate Escapers TV show. You'll be able to find all the details to be able to follow Kim um, and check her out on all of her social pages and also her website as well below. Yep, so make sure you check, click on the links. I'm like getting so tongue-tied today. So click on the links below um, and make sure you jump over and follow her. Um, and thank you again for everyone. And I will see you all next week on the next episode of the Corporate Escapers TV show.